What's going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode today. Uh, we have had quite a few come out recently, and, and we're rising on the charts. We're growing every day, and uh, it's been a fun journey getting to this point. We're, we're still in the very beginning, but uh, this thing is rolling on down the road, and I'm, I'm excited to get some guest interviews on here. And um, today we have another guest interview. And we'll just hop right into it. We don't have any big intros or anything. So without further ado, we'll just we'll just hop right in. So um, our guest today is going to be Rory Kendall with uh, Patriot Lawn Specialist. And um, he's a friend that we met out at Together in the Trades also. So like I said, the, it was a big networking event out there. Uh, met a lot of cool people out of it. And uh, hopefully we're going to grow a lot of relationships out of it. So um, Rory, how you doing, buddy? Good. Well, it's good to hear from you. It's good to uh, – it was awesome meeting you out there together in the trades. And um, really, we're just going to kind of sit back and, and kind of kick some things around and, and talk about uh, your business and how you got to where you are today and um, what what you're doing now. And I know you have quite the family to talk about as well. We found out out there together in the trades. So um, I, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to growing our relationship uh, over the next – couple years here and just kind of uh growing the community and bringing the community together here in the landscaping industry um so why don't you just kind of take us back to to how you got started go back to day one if you want to or even pre-landscaping whatever you were doing that led you into this point and kind of just tell us your story your backstory um and and how you how you started and how you got to where you are today and and where you are today and just kind of take us through the whole ride and um let's just let's just go from there Okay. Well, uh, like you said, my name is Rory Kendall. I'm from Northeast Oklahoma, small town of Venita. It's home of the world's largest glasshouse McDonald's. It's a bridge. It goes over I-44. And uh, we'll jump up to 2010. I had dropped out of college and uh, I came home. I told my parents that I wanted 365 days. I would either go back to school or I would join the service. And so 300, uh, I came home in April of 2009 and in 2000, February of 2010, I enlisted to be a combat engineer in the army. I was a 12 Bravo and, uh, did that whole routine, served in Afghanistan for one year, was stationed in Germany my whole, I would only served one term. So I was in Germany the whole time and uh, decided looking for IEDs or improvised explosive devices was uh, really not how I wanted to make a living. <laughs> so I came home after after my three years was up and uh, was kind of feeling around trying to find some jobs and stuff. And uh, my dad, he was a, a union highliner. And I was like, well, I'll follow in the family footsteps. He was one. My grandpa was one. My uncle was one. So I jump into that, did that for about 18 months or so. And that was when my first daughter was getting ready to be born. And I started realizing that I was gone or I was gone all the time. My dad was gone when I was a little kid all the time. And I was like, I really don't want to do that. So I actually left that job and came back home and found a little machine shop. I was working in there for a little while and then had a friend call to join uh the operators union so i was a crane operator 
so I went and did that because I was, I was closer to home a lot. It was just an hour away. I was down in Tulsa, down there where Kevin Juggernaut's at. And uh, I ran a crane for three or four years. I got certified, ran a crane. And then I, I had started my lawn business when I was at the machine shop. So I, it, well, it wasn't even the business. It was just, it was just, you know, me, Rick's mowing. And, uh, so I started getting more yards. I was around eight to 10 yards and I was like, well, this, you know, weekend stuff, you know? So I went and got the job down in Tulsa and about two years in, I really started kind of getting more and more yards. I got up to about 12, 14 yards. So I'd go work in Tulsa all day, drive home an hour and then have to turn around and go mow three or four yards on the weekend or it would rain. And then I'd have to come home and mow during the week. And I just really wasn't enjoying that. So I quit that and came home and that's when I started my full, full on lawn care. And my wife had, she was of course real nervous. I mean, I, we talked about it and everything, but she was just nervous. Cause I think when I quit, I had 18 yards which is not sustainable, but I said, I can't, I can't grow driving in an hour to and from work. So an eight hour day was actually at least 10 for me and then come home and trying to mow. So I, I quit doing the cranes, started doing lawn care in 2019. I got my LLC and I, I was really trying to find a patriotic name, you know, cause I was in the military. So I wanted something to kind of, resemble the the patriot patriotism you know and you know you got the lawn ranger and you got all these different deals and i was like well I, you know i got out of the military i was an e4 i was a specialist and i was like hey you know be a lawn specialist and then i don't know where patriot came from and i was i told my wife and she's like i love it well so i jump on the secretary of state website or whatever to get my LLC and it was open. So I was able to, to get it. I, I do that in 2019 and I still have 18, 20 yards. And my wife's like, how are we going to make it? And I said, I, I don't know. I just, I just jumped off the boat. I didn't have that thing anywhere close to the dock. I just jumped and started swimming. Well, there's a company here in my, in my town that he's been mowing for, Oh, 20, 25 years. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to ask him if he has any overflow or any yard he's trying to get rid of. And so I asked him and that first night I had five people to call. So I was like, wow, I think, I think this might help. And so I, he kind of took me under his wing. Cause I told him, you know, I, I wanted to do it right. I didn't want to tread on no one's turf. I didn't want to, I don't want to be the $20 guy, you know? So he kind of takes me under his wing and, and helps me on like if I have like a big bid or whatever, I, I can go over, I'll call him up and, you know, most likely within 20 years, she's probably already bid on the property, you know, cause we, our town's about, about six, 7,000 people. So it's, it's really not that big, but we have a Grand Lake, which is a big lake here in Northeast Oklahoma that a lot of customers are that it's not very far for us to drive to, to get the lake high paying customers, you know? So that all started, and by the end of my first year, I was up to 33 yards, which that made my wife a lot happier. And, and I was still – I had my foot in the door with the crane company, so during the winter, I would go down and, and work the cranes over the, over 2009, or 2019, yeah. And then 
2020 rolled around, I got more yards, and the cranes would call, and I'd be like, "I'm I'm busy. I can't. I can't." And so I was actually able to pretty much phase my way out of there, and now I'm pushing 50 yards uh, this year, and I I just took on a helper back in June. So, and and our our yards are anywhere from from five thousand to my biggest property is four and a half acres. So, <laughs> wow, yeah. So, so you're you're cutting some you're cutting some property out there, and it's all you're pretty uh, much flat out there, though, right? Yeah, we got we got a lot of rock. <laughs> a lot of rock. We're, we're, we're like if yeah, I mean, <clears throat> in in town, but like some of my country yards. They'll have a big chunk of uh, sandstone just yep. sticking up out of the yard. Yeah, you know. So, I, I totally get that. We have a one of our uh, highest end neighborhoods where we are is carved out of a mountain, and it's all it's all sandstone. I mean, if you try to yeah. di- if you try to dig in the yard at all, that's what you run into. We had to plant some <laughs> we had to plant some arborvitaes earlier this year, and it was the same problem. Was you, you dig, and as soon as you start digging and get beneath the grass, you'd be hitting rock, and yeah, it makes landscaping well, no fun. Yeah, and that that's what's bad about about here. Like, whenever we get rain, since how it's it's a lot of rock, you you can almost get your mower stuck on flat land, you know, because once once it gets soggy, it, it hits that rock, and then it's just slipping and sliding everywhere, you know. Yep, yeah, it doesn't so. absorb it very well. <laughs> well, that's a cool that's a that's a cool story. There's a lot that we can expound on out of that. Um, it's cool to hear how you went into the service. Thank you for your service. Uh, for sure, that's serving. Um, it was. Uh, it's cool hearing from from a veteran like that and how you take it, took it, and um, kind of. Let's talk about that a little bit. Just hit on hit on your if if you don't mind. Uh, go into your little to the working at being stationed in Germany. What was that like? Just kind of hit it. Uh, it it was of course a, a culture change because you know I I had never traveled from. Oklahoma, Missouri, and Texas was about all all of my travel. I mean, we had gone on vacation to Colorado and so you know, but we we never we never I I wasn't on I'd never got on a plane until I was headed to basic training. Yeah. So where did you go to basic? Which, which was uh, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Okay. Which a, a funny a funny tr- a funny story on that is where I live in the northeast corner of Oklahoma. I live two and a half hours away from Fort Leonard Wood. Well, the way the military works, you know, it's the smartest thing ever. I had to drive two and a half hours south to Oklahoma City, <laughs> get on a plane, fly another hour to Dallas, then get on a plane and fly to St. Louis to get on a bus to ride two and a half hours to Fort Leonard Wood. And you could have just <laughs> wrote, drove the two and a half hours from your house. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's but, crazy. So, so – uh I I go through my basic. I get stationed over in Germany, which I was I was really blessed with. I had a whole bunch of buddies I met in basic training, and I actually we all pretty much joined the same company when we got into Germany, which it was a real young company, and it's got to be two years old to deploy. Well, when we landed, our battalion was getting ready to deploy, but our company wasn't a year old yet, so we couldn't deploy. So we were pretty much. Yeah, I think we were nine months old whenever we got over there. So we we just trained for fourteen months until two thousand February of two thousand twelve is when we left for Afghanistan, and 
so we, we were able to travel while we were in Germany. I've been to a big Oktoberfest over there. That, that was life changing, you know, and you see, see the girls have the, the leader beers that, uh, that is actually, it takes some strength to do. You, you wouldn't think about it, but I was working out every day and we all went to the, the beer house one time and they brought us all our beers. I was like, I got to try this. And I grabbed all five of them beers and I could barely pick them things up. They, they come in a big glass, one liter cup My full, goodness. Of, full of beer and them girls carry them around like they're nothing. <laughs> and, and I, I work out, I worked out all the time while I was in the military and I, it, it took almost everything I got to pick them things up off the table. <laughs> That's insane. And they just do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so, so you were saying that in, Af- it was in Afghanistan where you were looking for IEDs? Yeah. Yep. That's crazy. So yep. you would, I mean, yep, we, touch on that just a, just a minute and then we'll move on but that's because that kind of fascinates me i know you said that you wanted to get out of it that's a little too much adrenaline <laughs> rush for me well well and uh you know they they always tell you your recruiter lies to you well that was sure that was the truth because uh he asked me what i do right when i was getting recruited and uh i said i like to build stuff he said do you like to blow stuff up i said uh yeah he said combat engineer i said what do they do he said they build stuff and blow stuff up well, back in the day, that's what they did. <laughs> they're they're actually the ones that reached the beach on Normandy. Those a lot of them were combat engineers. Okay. So af- after you learn your history of them, you know you're like, oh, that's you you don't build stuff. We we didn't build anything. Yeah. <laughs> so so we get we get over into Afghanistan, and that was our job. We would uh, load our trucks up in the morning, and then we had a dismount crew, which I w- I was kind of a jack of all trades, master of none. So when we first got over there, I was on the dismount crew and I would, I would, we would go out to a TAI, a target area of interest that we had maybe seen some activity or something. So we would get out of the bomb proof vehicles, spread out off the road, like pretty far off the road and then walk and look for command wires, look for different deals that, that were indicators for IEDs and, uh, then, then the big Buffalo vehicle with a arm on it would come and, and dig it up or we'd have EOD depending on how big it was. And, uh, they would, they would dig it up, blow it up or dispose of it, you know? So let's get but, out of our bomb proof car and get out on foot and go look for them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Well, that's... but, uh, like I said, we, we, our company had trained together so long that in 2012, when we were over there, uh, I think we found 84, 84 IEDs and was hit like 12 times. Like we had 12 strikes on us. Like wow. they, they would try to blow us up and they wouldn't, they wouldn't hit us. We wouldn't get no casualties or, or whatever. But we, we found 80, 82. They count the ones even blowing up, you know, that technically is our job. We found it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> even that so, blew up on but, you. But, but yeah, uh, we we lowered the IED blast rate by like sixty percent while we were over there. Wow, just y'all's so, unit, you said? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Well, that is that is that is too cool. I that's, I I definitely understand where you're coming from, though. You that was I was ready to be I was ready be ready to get out of that because that is yeah that is some adrenaline yeah. rush. So were you married during that time or were you still single? I I was not. Matter, a matter of fact, that's when I started talking to my wife and we we went to school together, you know, but um. I actually started talking to her through Facebook on while I was over there. 
and she she thought it was weird you know because in afghanistan i think they're 12 hours ahead of us or yeah so talking to her back home i'd be getting ready to go to bed and she would like just get home from school or whatever you know <laughs> so total different total different time zone different life over yeah there. well let's yeah. kind of go into that a little bit let's uh so you got back and you decided to start up your your lawn care business um you said you had you had one daughter right when you started um uh yes yep i had uh i was working at the machine shop and that's that's when my well my daughter was born yeah i was working at the machine shop and uh i had been out of the military for just about a year fully i mean fully out of the military for about a year whenever we had her well that's cool and so i, so I know we saw it together in the trades you had just now had a uh, another baby right another was it yeah, another girl yep. Nope, I finally finally got me a boy. Is it a boy? <laughs> All right. So how many do you have yep. now? I have uh I have two girls and one boy. All right. Well that's so that's too cool. Hope so you can race a, him up and be another entrepreneur, as they say. Oh yeah, yep. Well that's that's awesome. It's uh it's a joy getting to see like a, a dad provide for his family. I, I don't have kids yet. Um I'm just just me and my wife right now, but I can't wait to I can't wait to start that journey. It'll be coming soon, sooner rather than later, but uh, not right now. But I can't wait because I, I I can't imagine the sense of pride that brings to be able to come home every day and, and know that it, you are you are generating the the income and the revenue and making the life for your kids that you always wanted. And and, and it, it right? does yes. Yeah, so that's I I can't I'm ready to be there. I can't wait to get there. Um, so you said you're about at about 50 yards, something like that right now. And I, I mean, if you got those big properties like that and you said you've been going solo, that's a lot. I mean, are you mowing five, six days a week? How are you, well, it, how are you handling it that? It was like, I would, I had like, I was kind of like, uh, AJ at together in the trades. Like I was kind of the yes man. And I, I mean, most, most of my yards were profitable. And then, you know, I, I got turned on to Brian and, and to Paul and, and all them guys and started watching YouTube and stuff and was really this year I'm like really digging into like knowing my numbers and everything. And so I, I was just, I felt like I was making money, but then I was, I would work all day long and then I would get home and then, you know, I was like, I was tired. I didn't want to hang out with the family or whatever. And my wife said, you, you need to help her. And I was like, no, no, I, I, I can do it. I just, I just got to keep going. And, uh, another, another gentleman that we go to church with, him and his son mow. They just they just kind of mow for some extra cash. You know, they're they're nothing big, but they they like the outside outside of town big country yards. They got some big seventy two inch mowers and stuff. And he called me one day. He said, "Hey, how serious were you about looking for a helper?" I said, uh, "I said I think I'm I think I'm there." And he said, "I'm gonna have a kid call you, and if if you're serious about it, I think he he's wanting to work." So I said, "Okay." So this kid calls me, and I said, "All right, man." I said be at my house at 8 a.m. Monday morning. So like 7.50 on the dot shows up. I'm like, all right, well, this this could be cool. And we, we go to bang out our, our first Monday list of yards, and we get done by like 3 o'clock. I'm like, we had like 16 yards to do. Like, this takes me all day. And, and I was like, I think I might like having a helper. Yeah, yeah, it pays off. So, so I, I get home, and my wife says, what are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm about to take my helper home. I said, we're done. She's like, for the day? I was like, yeah. Like, I had this big smile on my face. And so I, I end up taking him home because he, he don't even have his license yet. But his mom drops him off. I take him home. It's no big deal. 
And I get back and I'm telling my wife and she's like, I told you, I'm like, I know, I know, you know, it's, so yeah, it was, it was just, it's, it's like, I didn't know how to delegate until I was kind of, kind of given the situation, you know? Yep. yep. So, and I totally understand that. That's exactly, I talked about that with Paul on his podcast about, uh, when I messed up my hand with the hedge trimmers, it, it made me delegate and yeah, I, it's not something that I wanted to do. Well, it's something I wanted to do. I just hadn't done it. And, and yeah. once you're forced to do it, it makes you realize, well, I should have done this a long time ago. Yep. But, well, that's that's cool hearing that, especially. So you got a younger kid with you, sounds like, if he doesn't even have his license. Yeah. Yep. And so if they are if they start out that young, then they can – I mean, you're teaching them uh, – you're teaching them pretty much everything, right, the way that you want it done. So that can be a yeah. huge thing when it comes to hiring help. Uh, if you're If you're looking at hiring a guy – yeah, if you get if you get older and the, and you get a little more experience, that's good. But if it's experience, it's it's not your experience. It's experiences they've had from somewhere else. So they could be doing things yeah. totally different than the way that you want them done, and you could run into more problems um, having to train them the way that you want it. So uh, it's it's uh, one of those things that if you start out young, you can train them up your way and learn and teach them the things that. Uh, things to be done the way you want them done yeah and that's what I, w- I was thinking about once once i got him he's, he's been working with me for just about a month a little over a month now and uh i was like you know if if this works out it's almost like he's he's in high school so i almost don't even have to worry about hiring anybody as long as he stays on with me until he graduates yeah i can just be like hey you you uh you got a buddy that needs you know needs some work this week or whatever you know and then maybe maybe fill out a, a three man crew or something, you know, cause it's, it's all new to me. And that, that was the biggest deal for me was nobody's going to do it as good as you do, you know? So it was like you were saying, you, you have to learn to delegate. And, and most of the time the people don't notice the one blade of grass that you were looking for that your weed eater guy missed, you yeah. know? So, but it does, it does. That's the way, and that's a, it's kind of a good way to go about hiring an employee is that's the way I, I coach high school basketball. And so I have uh, multiple of my players come work for me during the summer, and that's who I have right now. Uh, I have one guy that stays with me year-round, but then I have some younger basketball players that come and help out. And it, it's one of those things, it's kind of guaranteed uh, work for at least three or four years. And then once they're up, yeah. their, their friends are coming into high school and they're going through it. So you kind of have, always have a, uh, somebody to fall back on when you need them. But yeah, so you're sitting about 50 yards. What what size? You said they vary in size, um, and that's one of those things that is it's hard to price. It's hard to figure out your pricing when you're <laughs> when you're getting different sizes like that. Because I I know exactly what you're talking about. I we have some that are three plus acres, and we have some that are a thousand square foot. I mean that are tiny. So yeah, it, it's one of those things. How have you handled uh, this year? You said you were crunching your numbers. How have you uh, gotten into uh, knowing your numbers and do you have a CRM that you're using that's helping you figure that I, out or, or what are you using to, to get that all straightened out? Yeah. Um, I jumped on board with, with, uh, Yardbook, of course, from watching, watching Brian's videos and stuff. And it was at the time it's, it's free. It's fairly easy for, for, I feel like the new guy. Um, right now I actually did jump up to the paid version for 2021. Yep. I used it. Uh, when I very first seen Brian said he had it, I think I got on towards the end of 2019, but I was, I literally was still doing like paper invoices. I was just like playing with it, you know, uh, 
in 2020, I used it full time, but I was still on the free version. And then this year I jumped up and uh, got on the paid version, which, which helps on your credit cards, you know, to keep your cards on file. Um, I, I'd say probably, probably 60% of my people love the card on file. I have like one or two that they're like, Oh, I don't store my card on nothing. And I'm like, but you use your card every time you go to the convenience store, yep, you yep. know, but, but so they're, they're still cash under the mat. And, and I'm really, of course, I'm, I'm really thinking about getting away from them or, you know, card on file. That's, you know, but, and then, and then I have a couple of my elderly people. They, they usually pay for the month up front, which, which I love, but it's, it's still a check, you know? So, but everybody do, has those. Only, there's, there's oh, no oh, way yeah. to, I mean, I, I've, I use Yardbook also and we don't, I mean, I don't accept. I think I have like three people that use that pay with checks anymore. But the ones that do are the ones that are always at home, and they always give me a check every time I'm there. It's not we're yep. sticking it in the mail. We'll get it to you next time. It's it's the ones that I know that are going to be there, and I know they're going to give it to me. So, and it, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, those elderly people that don't feel comfortable putting their car using their cards, and they just might not even have one. I mean, I know people that still yeah, don't have cards. Yeah. So, um, you still want to take care of them all while keeping keeping a good source of income coming in um, oh yeah but so what are you what are you doing to to figure out how to, i mean run your numbers and learn this stuff because it's something that i'm dealing with right now also is uh f- figuring out your numbers when you now that you've hired an employee you've got uh more expenses going out every day uh every every yard that you're on you're spending more money i know gas prices are going up so are you raising your rates are you uh what are you doing I to figure am, out uh, your numbers I sent out I sent out the rate increase letter, and uh, I raised everybody. I think anywhere from from two dollars to ten dollars. Yep. And I think I I lost two of them, but of course you know the the new the new price of the other customers buffered that, and and you're doing less and, work. Uh, exactly. Well, up until I I get more cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but so you're I, getting rid of the I've ones that don't want to pay. Yeah, so I've grown about ten yards this year, which which uh, is perfectly fine. I didn't want to grow too fast because I in in twenty twenty like my phone was just ringing off the hook. I just just dreading almost dreading going to work, you know, going to work for myself. And I was like, that's not why I did this. You know, I wanted to do it to provide for my family. So I got the rate increase letter. Uh, I do use yard books. I I try to clock in on every yard to to keep my time, but I've on Friday I'll forget and then Monday I'll go to clock in and I've been at I've been on this one property for 72 hours I'm like oh whoops (laughs) you know so uh I try I try to keep keep track of my time uh last week I timed how long it takes for my mowers to pretty much run out of fuel and uh I'm going through about I have a right standard I have the ZK standard and I was going through about 1.9 gallons in an hour, so I can get I can get about eight hours out of out of a full tank. Yep. And so I actually last week I did that. I actually measured out my string to find out how much string that that my helper was going through. And you know it's it's just little bitty things, but you know I I, I have to know how much I'm going through. That way, I know what I'm I'm spending per job or at least per week you know i it's hard to know how much string you go through on on a little yard but you can you can see how much you go through in a week yeah and that's right you know? that it's the little things that so, add up it's the 
it's what is it the it's the death by a thousand paper cuts is that what the yep. saying is so it's all those little things that you take for granted and that's that's actually a good point it's something that kind of brought to my attention is because i know on our i mean i have three guys with me so at at most yards i've got at least two guys on a weed eater sometimes three guys on a weed eater um so i've got i'm going through the we run still weed eaters and i actually like the still weed eater heads i know a lot of people switch to the speed feeds um, yeah, I don't really mind the steel heads, and then you know they have the buttons on them, and then they have the 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 buttons is where the spool goes in there, and then the cap covers and all that. Well, those buttons wear yeah. out over time, and so we have to buy new buttons uh, occasionally. And everybody says, "Well, switch to speed feed." The speed feed heads they bear they wear out too. The middle of it will pop out, and you have to go buy a new cap for it. So you're going to always have to replace those heads in some way, shape, or form. Um, but having having three guys on them, we've probably bought. I don't know, ten or fifteen buttons uh, in the into the year by now, and so those are I mean, they're only like five bucks a piece, but that adds up. If I'm if you're buying yeah. fifteen of them, you're looking at what seventy five dollars or something like that. Um, so yeah. they do add up, and it's one of those things that you gotta gotta know your numbers really tight. And it's something that I'm learning every day. Something that sounds like you're learning every day, um, but you're you're making a profitable business out of it, and that's one of those things that. Uh, you got to start, and for you, so what have you been in it, what, two and a half years now, going into three years? Uh, yeah, this, uh, 2000, 2021 is my is my third year without without having any other job to fall back on. Yeah, so, and, and you are, and you've got a family to support, I mean, you have to know your numbers. Um, yeah, and so yeah, that, and that's, that makes it. I mean, it, it, it does make it stressful, but then, you know, that's, it also, that's what keeps me going, because I'm like, if I don't work, then we're not going to put food on the table. And then I'm like, but I need time with my family. So how can I do that? And most, most of my yards, I'm like, it, it takes me, say, say a yard takes me an hour. It takes me usually 30 minutes to mow 30 minutes to weed eat. I'm like, well, so now I can automatically knock it down to 30 minutes. Yep. If my weed eater guy can weed eat it in 30 minutes, you know? Yep. So, so I was just like, I have to figure something out. And my wife was on me get a helper, get a helper. And I, I had a family member help me one time and that, that was pretty much a catastrophe. And so yeah, I, I finally found I this kid and I'm like, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I found, I found this kid and I'm like, I, I need more of you. Like I really, and I actually, I'm, I've started enjoying it now. Like that it, it gives me that room to breathe that we start at eight o'clock in the morning and like the latest, I think, and I, I've always asked him, like if, if he could work till six or whatever, and he's never had a problem with it. And I think one time, like we've made it to like five forty-five, you know. But the list gets done, and I'm like, this is so nice because now I'm getting the list done at least by six, and I don't have to start on Thursday's list on Wednesday morning, you know. Yep. So yep. that's right. You get everything done. Well, so are you? Uh, are y'all solely on your income, or does your wife work, or does she watch the kids? How does that work? Yes. Uh, yeah. She. Uh, she keeps the house running smooth and uh she she helps me on my yard books and stuff she she kind of she'll put my checks in you know and then she'll she'll run to the bank if she has to or whatever you know she's kind of my my admin for the hey well keeping up keeping up three kids and doing office stuff that's a full-time job so yes yes it is i can't imagine but um well that's awesome man it's it's cool hearing how you started out in the military and then transitioning into lawn care um, is there anything that you want to hit on? I mean, talk about specifically what, what are y'all, 
I mean, stuff you're dealing with at this point in the year, hiring the employee. I mean, is there anything in particular that you want to leave anybody with? Um, yeah, we can go back to 2020. Um, I do Christmas lights during the wintertime. Okay. Which yeah. that, that was that was kind of a, a member at church. He said, do you hang Christmas lights? And I said, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, being, being the yes man. Well, I, I wanted to still provide a, a uh, commercial grade light so i came home jumped on google found a couple different distributors and uh, was able to put up his lights in 2018 i think <clears throat> and uh so i i literally probably paid him to put lights on his house because i then again i didn't know anything but um in 2020 i started the year with the 11 following customers from 2019 and i end up picking up I ended 2020 with 34 Christmas lights and I had to cancel four of them because my suppliers weren't able to get supplies. <laughs> wow. So, so are you dealing with how are you doing that? Are you doing, I mean, you have a lot of two story homes or are they one story? No, I, I have uh most, most of them are single story. Okay. Or, uh, we do have a couple steep roofs, but you know, as long as you stay, as long as I can get to the gutter from the ladder, and then, of course, I can walk up the gable end of it, it, it you know, being able to hang on to the side. Yeah. But uh, I'm really looking into getting safety gear this year, you know, because, of course, for safety and everything. Um, I get safety gear. Uh, I've already talked to my supplier from last year. I've already pre-ordered a couple thousand dollars worth of lights. And uh, so hopefully I don't run into the same problem I did last year of not being able to to install for people yeah. because I I couldn't get the supplies to do it. So well, it sounds like you know what you're doing. I mean, you're start you're getting your numbers right, you're so you're starting out fresh and and you're starting the right way. You're not starting out and and not making any money. You said that first year you did, but now that you've done it for a couple of years, you're you're making yeah. money. So what are your margins like? I mean, are you making good money on that because I know that's a that's kind of a hot topic. I know multiple people that say, "Hey, do Christmas lights." And I know multiple people that say don't ever get near them that, that you lose well, a lot of money. So how do you how do you take that personally with your life and family? I mean, when do y'all stop mowing out there um, for the for the fall and, and do y'all do a lot of leaves out there? What is the landscape? Oh like? yeah, I I don't do I don't do a ton of leaves right now because I don't have I don't have a vacuum or a bagger or nothing. So it's huh. like if if the people just want them ground up, I'm like I can totally just ground them up. Which you know I I don't like doing, but they don't like the leaves in the yard. And so I charge, I probably don't charge enough for that, but around the end of October, 1st of November is when we'll do about half a day of, of leaf cleanups, fall cleanups. And then the other half will start on Christmas lights. And then about the first week into November, it's full on Christmas lights. Cause the, the money's there, you know, yeah. cause it's more of a, it, it is more of a luxury item. Like I've, I've had a couple people be like, Hey, I need my leaves cleaned up. And I'm like, I'll see if I can get there, you know, because where were you at last week when I asked you if you wanted your leaves cleaned up? You exactly. Know? So, I mean, exactly. And those Christmas but, lights that you're, if you're staying busy with that, like you said, it's a luxury item. So you're reaching the customers that you want to reach at that point. Um, from what, because exactly. They're paying for an extra service. It's not a necessity. They're, they're saying, yeah. hey, we like your work. I want you to go above and beyond and do this for us. Yeah. So, and that's that's another thing on on the Christmas sites. Like when I, I very first did it, like I added up what it cost per foot to build it, and then how much I wanted to make, which at the time was 
I think it was like $30 an hour, which I was like, after learning, you know, I'm like, yeah, I need the company needs to make more than that. You know, that's right. So, um, last year I was like, I'm getting so many calls. I'm like, I'll, I'll just up the price. I'll just up the price. And it, my phone kept ringing and people kept saying, yes. I'm like, I, and in, in my area, I charge $3 a foot and it didn't slow down. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like, and then I, I talked to Roger, you know, from de- down there, he does Christmas lights and he just says, just keep raising the price until it slows down. Exactly. You know? That's what I was about to say. And well, you know what to do. You know how to solve that so, problem. If you're doing three, yeah. if you're doing $3 now and they keep saying yes, go up to five. And if they keep saying yeah. yes, go up to yeah. seven. And, and so I've, I've actually, uh, got in over at the lake over to towards a higher end. And yep. that's exactly where I'm, I'm starting at $5 a foot. And you know, there, and people in other areas, they'll, they'll probably dog you for being so cheap or whatever, you know, but I'm like, there, there's no way I could I could charge eight dollars a foot in my little area, you know. I, people's not going to pay eight hundred dollars for a hundred foot of lights in yeah. in my town, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's and you have to know your market. That's that is one. Thing. Yeah, exactly. So where I'm at, I'm I'm making money. You know, I matter of fact, uh, I put almost almost the same amount in my in my account in November and December than I did from January to, to November and, and mowing and cleanups and stuff. No way. So I, yes, I, I was, <laughs> I was blown away by how much money I spent in the last two months of the year. <laughs> wow. So, so, so you spent like, and made. Yeah. So you need to be, so, it sounds like you need to be targeting Christmas lights a lot more this year. <laughs> yes. If you're making uh, what you made in nine months and two months, then yeah, that, that needs yeah. to be a niche that you better figure out. <laughs> And figure it yeah. out really quick. Um, that's cool. So, what does the average one take you? An hour, forty-five minutes? I mean, I don't, I don't do. Uh, I've never done a set of Christmas lights for anybody, so I don't know the first thing about it. I'm learning everything new. Um, I, I actually had a had a friend helping me most of last year. He was just a just a friend that I just uh, he just wanted to come out and help and, yeah. and everything. But um, when I was by myself, a, a new install. So I build the lights on site. Like some people don't, some people do. But I build, I I take my roller lights out. I take the color lights that you want, and I build them pretty much in your front yard. And I can build a, I can build a hundred feet and have them on the roof in about an hour. Okay. So, so yeah, so, that's and not then bad. I, I, I've had a helper last year for a little bit, and uh, once we got to about a hundred feet, I would get on the roof and start stringing them, and he would stay on the ground. And and keep building, and he was he was pretty much able to stay in front of me the whole time with that hundred foot jump on me. What is your so, average foot per per house? Um, last year, um, foot wise was was right about three fifty. So, okay. so I and uh, I actually uh, sold my first over a thousand dollars, which was closer to two thousand. Which it was one of them deals like. They're not going to go for that, and I'm like, well, that's the price. That's what it's going to take you, you know. And I sent I sent my estimate, and she said, when can we get on the books? And I said, uh, let me call my supplier, <laughs> yeah, and make sure and make sure. And he he said, yeah, we got you covered. So I immediately called her back and said, we'll be there Friday morning, and we started hanging Friday morning. So well, that's cool. and that that, that one that one ended up at um seven hundred and fifty. 750 feet of wow. Lights. Wow. So, 
Yeah, and so yeah, I would be if she if she said yes to it, you better up that thing to five dollars a foot and, and <laughs> yeah, keep on raking in the money. I mean, keep on raising the prices until they say no. Yep. I mean that's one of those things that you got to do. Um, well, that is too cool. I mean, I I have not personally spoken with anybody that's done Christmas lights and heard how to make money on them. So that's we might get back together uh, going in maybe in late fall and, and kind of do a, an episode specifically on Christmas lights. Uh, hopefully, we'll grow, we grow the following and kind of get some people in here and you can give some some good advice on that on how to do it profitably and and all that stuff um for sure but i did we'll kind of wrap it up here we're going on 40 minutes already um but one thing i did want to mention is you mentioned i know you said you worked on the cranes and stuff i was checking out your youtube channel and i know you haven't been doing it much recently but some of those videos from the past i saw that you were fixing some ruts and that was actually uh that that kind of intrigued me. I don't know if it's just me, but I've never seen ruts fixed that way with the old tiller, and yeah, and that's well, a problem that we run into. That I've I've personally rutted up some yards, and I'm like, how am I going to fix this? Because <laughs> you can't use a shovel if the ground's not wet. I mean, it's so hard that it's going to be nearly impossible to dig out the rut and, and put it back flat. So that tiller was a good idea. You can kind of hit on that yeah. if you want to. Well, what uh, you did. I don't know if if you had had time to to watch that video, um, but about the time I had quit my, my office manager, he said, Hey, can you come and work on a Saturday? I said, I said, no, I said, I need to mow some yards. And I, they, they knew by that time that I was kind of, I think I was on my way out and they said, it's just four hours. I said, they said, come in and set the crane up. And that, that was the black crane that's in that video. That job ended up taking us 10 hours. That crane got stuck and took us 10 hours to get that thing out. Well, those aren't any so little mad. cranes. Those are some big no, cranes. Yeah, that that one was a 250-ton crane. And we go out, and uh, that particular job, they were going out to change the antennas out on, on a radio tower. Yep. You know, the ones at the very top, not the ones in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and so the job was just for me to come in that morning, help the guys, put the crane together, four hours, go home, start mowing yards. Well, after getting that thing stuck 10 and a half hours later, I uh, didn't get no yards mowed that day. Well, I had quit last year, and another crane company came out to another tower, and that's where is a, is a big crane like in that video. And it had – the way them cranes turn, them big ones, the front tires turn and the back tires turn, so it, it uh, like articulates or whatever a lot, yeah. a lot better. And – uh the front tires went off in one ditch and the back tires went off in the other ditch. And so they went around a curve on a gravel road. Well, of course the farmer, he was like, Hey, my ditch is messed up. And so of course he calls the crane company. Well, my old supervisor calls me and says, Hey, have you ever done like releveling or anything? And I'm like, no, but I said, well, what, what happened? I said, did crane go off the road? He's like, yeah, right down the road, right, right there outside of your town. I'm like, all right. So I run over there and shoot him a quote, and he says, uh, "Let here, send it to this guy. So I sent the quote to him, and he says, yes, jump on it. And that, that thing took me like three hours, and I I made so much money on that thing. <laughs> so it, it was one of them things that I, I didn't think I was going to get, but being right there in town that the, the crane company was like, yeah, why, why would we pay somebody to come pay them windshield time when you live in the town? Exactly. So, yeah. Well, that was cool. If anybody ha- wants to look at that, get, go check it out. What it Patriot Lawn Specialist on YouTube? Yes. Is that right? Yeah. I, and that that's a th- I get like I still get nervous about doing stuff like that. And I'm like I talked to Caleb at, together in the trades, and he's like, "You just got to do it, man." He said, 
just you're not talking to the people that's driving down the road or I'm talking to the lawn care community or, or whoever, you know, he said, just do it, you know? So I'm, even though that was over a month ago, I still haven't just done it. So I'm, I'm trying to build up the, <laughs> the, uh, nerves to just do it. So no, Hey, and I'm, I, I totally agree with there. him. That was our last episode. That's what I talked about was, um, you just gotta, if you're wanting to start something like that and you're thinking about it, you're contemplating, just do it because yeah. that, there's nothing, nothing holding you back except you telling yourself no. And, and, yep. and I'm sure once you do it, once you get into it, you were good at it. I mean, those first videos that I watched, it was really good, uh, good content and stuff. So if you're hesitating, anybody out there that's hesitating on YouTube or Instagram, whatever it may be, go, just do it, dive in and do it. Um, but go check out that video uh to fix those ruts that was really cool to me um it was just it was it was something i never seen done the way that you did it i never seen it done that way but it looked like it made it pretty easy um and it looked yeah, really good the product looked really good but um yeah those cell towers i will hit on that and then we'll wrap it up i actually i've personally dealt with those i uh had a contract mowing the the gates around them and stuff mowing inside the keeping the rock the gravel and stuff inside kept up and then mowing around the fence and keeping everything clear, and that was getting up close to those cell towers and stuff like that. When you you don't realize how big they are until you're up on them, and and yeah. when, once you're up there in the gates and stuff, and you look up and you're like, wow, I can barely see the top. <laughs> you realize it's up there. Yeah, yeah, it, it's up there. Well, uh, man, it's been a super fun episode. Uh, it it was cool getting to connect at, together in the trades and meet y'all, um, and it's. It's so fun watching uh, other people out there in the community, especially like that are older than me, younger than me, all that stuff. But we're all starting together. You're three years in, and it, you sound like you have a very profitable business right now. Um, you're doing doing things the right way, growing organically, um, and just it's really really inspiring to see you out there crushing it with your uh, business, providing for your family, and all that. So, is there anything that you want to leave anybody with? Uh, any tips or tricks or anything like that? Uh, and if not, where can we find you to connect with you on social media and all that? Yeah, I'm on uh, Instagram at Patriot Lawn SPC. And then uh, my Facebook page is Patriot Lawn Specialist. And then I have also jumped on the bandwagon for TikTok, which I haven't got anything on there yet. But I'm Patriot Lawn SPC on there too. So, All right. Well, that sounds good. Everybody go check them out on social media. Uh, it's one of those – social media is one of those things that it's a cool – uh, it's a cool thing to be able to connect with everybody and see what everybody's doing in their business every day because um, it's it's one of those things 10, 15 years ago, you would never know. You would never know what everybody's dealing with out there, and you would feel like you were the only one dealing with it. Uh, but social media opens up those uh, realms and those areas where I can – we've been dealing with a ton of rain down here, and I can just hop on social media, the people that I follow and connect with, and I can say, hey, I'm not the only one. So it gives me a little bit of hope because I can see that there's 10 other guys that are dealing with rainouts and how are they handling it. And uh, you can just kind of help each other's businesses grow and prosper and all that stuff. Well, with that being said, we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, it's been a super fun episode, Rory. Thank you for coming on here. I, I appreciate your time. Like I said, thank you for your service. It was cool hearing your story about that. And uh, I hope to possibly, well, probably, not possibly, probably get back with you in the fall and uh, talk about Christmas lights because that's something that is that intrigues me and it's something I've always heard that uh, you can't if you do it the right way you can make some money in it. Yes, you can. Well, that's 
that's awesome. It was good to, talking with you, Roy, and uh, I look forward to catching up with you in the fall. But uh, anybody that's listening, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Go check us out on Instagram at Growing Green Landscapes. The podcast, of course, you can go leave ratings and reviews. I hope you can do that. Uh, it really helps us social proof the podcast and get this thing growing. Uh, follow us on on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, all the major platforms. Tune in, uh, however you're listening. Follow us. Turn on the notification bell so when we post new episodes, uh, you get to hear the content before anybody else does. And uh, it's been super fun getting to this point. I've really enjoyed it, and I look forward to where we're going in the future. So. Uh, With that being said, we're going to wrap this one up and uh, look forward to seeing you all here on the next one. (laughs) 